It's time for the 8-Minute Devotion. The 8-Minute Devotion is a daily message that fills you with hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Here's your host, Pastor Cameron Walcott. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the 8-Minute Devotion, Day 21 Days of Gratitude. This is Day 16, and this is our Wednesday episode, and we've been looking at the amazing benefits of gratitude, the amazing benefits of having a thankful heart. We've been looking at steps of how we can be grateful, how we can grow in thankfulness, how we can grow in thanksgiving, and of course, it's all in line with our Thanksgiving season here in the United States. You see these little Thanksgiving things that my 9-year-old daughter, Anna, she uh, colored or painted for me, and uh, you know we're grateful for this awesome studio we have here at the Cornerstone, Michigan, in Mount Clemens, so we thank God that we can broadcast from here. And of course, those of you who listen on Spotify, even if you don't see the studio, trust me, it's really, really nice. So we're looking today at day number 16, and the truth we're going to see today is that thankfulness unlocks the power of God. Thankfulness unlocks the power of of God. You know, thankfulness really is a key that unlocks the blessings and power and miracles of the Lord. Do you need a miracle in your life? Do you need a healing in your life? Do you need provision in your life? Well, one thing you need to make sure is that you have a thankful heart. You're already grateful for what God has done, and you're grateful for what God is going to do. Let me be clear. This doesn't mean I, if I just say thank, thank you to God enough times, he owes me a blessing, he owes me a miracle. God doesn't owe me anything. All of these miracles are through his grace. All of these miracles are only because of his mercy. I can't be grateful enough that, well, now God has to do it. Now God owes me. No, God does not owe us anything at all. No matter how grateful we are, he's already given us so much. God doesn't owe you. But yet, God does love to bless those who are grateful. God does love to bless those who are thankful. Again, if you're a parent, you can understand this. When your children are grateful and really respond to the things you give them and the things you provide, that makes you want to give them more. When they complain and grumble, how, how much do you feel like giving them something even better? If You know, I know for me, if my children are complaining, that doesn't make me think, oh, well, I better give them something better to take away the complaining. That just makes me think, well, they need to learn that they can't get whatever they want. But when they're grateful, it makes me want to bless them more. And, you know, I think that's somewhat of a reflection of the heart of God, that our gratefulness and our thankfulness, it doesn't mean, well, now God has to bless me, but it does invite him to bless us. It does uh, release his heart of blessing towards his children. So thankfulness unlocks the blessings of God. And we see this in John 11. Uh, it unlocks the power of God, I should say, in miracles and in healing. And we see it in John 11, and this is the story, of course, of when Jesus heard that his friend Lazarus was sick. Jesus heard that Lazarus was very sick, and you might think, well, Jesus should run straight to Bethany to go and heal Lazarus. But that's not what Jesus does. He stays where he is. He doesn't go straight away to heal him, but he waits until Lazarus is dead to go and visit. Why did Jesus do that? Well, when Jesus gets to the funeral, Lazarus' family, his sisters, Martha and Mary, they come to Jesus and they say, Oh, Jesus, if only you had come on time, if only you had come sooner, Lazarus would still be alive. And Jesus tells them, you know, this death is not, uh, this sickness is not for the point of death, but it's so, for the glory of God to be 
revealed. Jesus tells them to believe in him. Jesus tells Martha, look, your brother is going to rise again. And Martha, being a woman of faith, says, yes, I know, on the great resurrection day, he will rise again. But Jesus says, no, Martha, you're not understanding me. He's going to rise now. He's going to rise here in this place. Lazarus's friends and family, they are all sad in their mourning. And even Jesus weeps. You know, that's a little truth, that Jesus mourns when we mourn. Jesus cries when we cry. He is not unmoved by human emotion. He knows what it's like to be human. He knows what it's like to lose a friend. He knows what it's like to lose a loved one. Jesus goes through all these emotions, as do everybody else. But then Jesus begins to pray. He tells them to roll the stone away. And of course, Martha says, Lord, we can't do that. It's been four days since he's been dead. His body stinks now. Don't make us go through the embarrassment of rolling the stone away. It'll be bad for everyone. It'll be a shame for all of us. But Jesus says, look, roll the stone away. I'm about to do something. And picking it up now in John 11, 41 until 43. Let's see what Jesus does. John 11, 41 to 43. So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you have sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Notice, right when Jesus is about to raise Lazarus from the dead, right when he's about to say those words, Lazarus, come out. What does he say first? He says, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you that you heard me. Father, I thank you that you heard my voice. I know that you always hear me, but Father, I want to thank you so that everybody here can hear me talking to you. Everyone here can hear me thanking you. Before he does the miracle, before he says, Lazarus, come out, he thanks the Father. He wants everyone to know that he, that he thanks the Father, that it's being done through the Father's power. Before he commands Lazarus to come forth, Jesus thanks his Father publicly so that everyone will know who the glory belongs to. And then out of this heart of thankfulness, the miracle takes place. Lazarus is raised from the dead after being in the tomb for four days. And people see this and many others come to the Lord as well. Friends, do you need a miracle in your life? Is there something you've been praying for a long time? Is there even a tragedy that's happened? Lazarus has been dead for four days. I tell you this, continue to thank God and continue to be thankful for what he did in your past. Even thank him in your situation today and thank him in advance for what he's going to do, the miracle he's going to bring. You can be a walking miracle worker if you keep an attitude of thanksgiving. You know, I don't think I've ever seen God use a negative, complaining person to perform miracles. The people that I've seen, the, the men and women of faith that I've seen God use to heal the sick, they are people of faith. They speak faith. They speak the, the work of God. They don't dwell on the negative. They speak faith. And friends, you need to speak faith. You need to thank God in advance for what he's going to do. Thankfulness unlocks the power of God. And it's not just a name it, claim it thing where I say thank you and then God is a genie who has to give me whatever I say. No, it's all done in the will of God. But it does mean that God loves to bless the grateful. God loves to bless the thankful. And as we speak words of faith and as we speak words of life, we can see miracles take place 
in our churches, in our families, in our lives. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow on the 8-Minute Devotion. Thank you for listening to the 8-Minute Devotion. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to or watch it. And email us at the8minutedevotion at gmail.com with any questions or comments. May God bless you.